0: They're all saving one, or most of them most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth and he gets the run away through the onside. And Somerset have won! They've
1: won the Royal London One Day Cup. Hello, good evening, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, this is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd, and joining me this evening, I've got Anthony Gibson, the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Sir Peter Wanless, Dan Kingdom and digital guru for Somerset CCC, Ben Warren. Um, oh, I've got to confess a I forgot to put my Santa hat on. I had it already and I've left it in the kitchen. So, uh, what's been going on since we last got together? Um... I guess probably about several thousand posts on county cricket matters and various other uh, internet forums and Twitter about where the fixtures are. Um, ben, I guess your best place to give us a quick summary about what's going on there. All to do with international gala- uh, games, I gather. Yeah,
2: yeah, pretty much. So I think yeah, obviously the I think there's still a bit of confusion on exactly how the international. Schedules going to look next year, and that unfortunately does filter down to uh, availability of venues for first class games. So uh, yeah, I, we we've been told January. Um, we don't know when in January, or not obviously if it's the second of January versus the thirty first of January. That could uh, um, have a big impact on on things moving forward. Really, um, we, we we yeah we're hopeful that that it will be early Jan, and we can start all planning our summers. <laughs>
1: so i think
0: late january rather than early january
1: well i heard that um when i went to members a couple of weeks ago gordon holland said that is it seven days clearance you need to have to get the ground ready for an international fixture is that right
2: yeah it's it's something like that yeah it's it's, there's there's a lot of a lot of different moving parts i mean i I don't envy the people that have to make the fixture list. It doesn't sound like a particularly easy, easy gig. But yeah, it's, um, it would be it'd be great. For, it'd be great to get them early as possible in January because it's having a um, it just has such a huge knock-on effect even further down the chain. You know, even things like second eleven fixtures, a first mm-hmm. eleven fixtures, all the pathway cricket, obviously all, a lot of our membership campaign tickets, all that sort of thing. It, it just has a huge. Mm-hmm huge bearing and you know we're not we obviously used to it being sort of november and um so yeah hopefully it's it's not too too long after christmas but I, i've not had anything concrete to say that it will be early january but just so hopeful that it was
3: one one fewer competition would make the task a bit easier wouldn't it uh it i guess it would um, i did see um did i i didn't imagine that they announced someone announced or was it in the papers there's going to be three county championship matches in July. That was that was encouraging.
1: Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, Dan, what else is going on there with the with the championship and the domestic structure next year? Uh, so we have got a bit more championship cricket in the middle of summer, and then what else is going on?
4: We've we've got the blast is in a block this time, so the the quarterfinals and the finals day are going to be not long after the group stage finishes. Um, as opposed to last year, where obviously we had the quarterfinals after the 100 and then finals day a couple of weeks after that, um, so the blast is going to be a lot more compressed and it's going to start earlier, isn't it, as well? In twenty twenty fifth 25th of May or so, I think, isn't it? Um, so that will be sort of out the way. And then there's also a bit of confusion, I think, about what's happening with the Commonwealth Games and how that's going to interact with the 100. They sort of seem to be saying there's going to be some something's going to have to give with the Commonwealth Games and the 100, they're going to have to either not have double-headers for the men and women all the time, or they're going to have to move the whole thing later, or they're going to have to have it clash, and the women's 100 will miss some of the top players. So there's still some confusion about that, I think. No one's really said what the solution is going to be. Um, so we're going to find out. And obviously that c- could mean that Royal London starts a bit later, you know, if, if the 100 also starts later. But um, my assumption is the women may start a bit later than the men for the 100, but the the, 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 the one day cup will probably start at the same time as the men's 100 start, which will be
1: late July again, I expect. And Anton, I guess you're itching to get all your hotels booked and your 2022 (laughs) schedule up to date, as as I'm sure Ben and uh, all the players are as well.
0: Well, it would be nice to know you know where we're going i think i think the outline of the the season is pretty clear which is that we're going to get a block of of county championship games in in april running into may then we're going to get the um, the t20 from sort of late may until uh, mid july three county championships games in july which is good and then the the run into the county championship in september much as as this year with the 100 i think just moved a little bit further back in in the in the season but still very much the cuckoo in the nest um but um yeah you know looking forward to it and uh and and i think you know having those three championship games at the height of summer in july is is a great idea. The only my, my only caveat about that is that July in recent years has tended to be tended to be the wettest month in the summer. So. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> we tend to get our monsoon in in July. So fingers crossed that the weather's good.
1: Yeah, didn't we? Uh, we had about four warm up games in March, and the reason we organised four is because we knew that we would well, knew that we would lose t- at least probably. Two days a match to the weather, and I think it was it was glorious sunshine all yeah. throughout March. We didn't lose a, a didn't lose a single day, and ended up well. We didn't quite have to start resting players for that first championship game, but it got pretty close to it. Um, what other news are we had coming out of Taunton? Then contract renewals for Tom Abel, Roloff Vandermover, and Josh Davy. Have we got any more? Lewis Gregory's expires end of next season, end of 2022. Yeah. Anything it's you tell impressive. us about that? Anything you tell us about that, Ben?
2: I couldn't possibly comment. On oh, it's
1: not you're no. not supposed to say that. <laughs> Suppose it was a nudge and a wink and say, "Yeah, don't worry about it. It's all done." I
2: wouldn't. I wouldn't be necessarily <laughs> worried about any of our of our uh, anything mm-hmm. worried to worry about at this stage. I would say.
1: And what about rumours of any incoming players? I asked Jason Kerr at the members' lunch about Lewis Deploy and Peter Siddle, and he shot those two down pretty quickly. So. I don't know where the gentleman in the cricket got those two names from. Um,
0: well, I had a rather different um, impression, I have to say, from from talking to the bowling coach, uh, who was full of praise for Peter Siddle. So it wouldn't entirely surprise me if Mr. Siddle arrives at all. Are
1: you suggesting that JK's done me up like a kipper there? <laughs> oh.
0: Well, I, I just, you know, I, I. Um, I expressed some reservations about yet another sort of superannuated fast bowler <laughs> on <not> the <laughs> on the uh, strength at, at taunton and um, uh, um he said he was a you know very good bowler and still got a lot to lot to offer but you know he didn't what he didn't say was that he was definitely coming, but he didn't rule it out either so mm-hmm. that's Steve Kirby
1: uh, shall we talk about Jack leach? <laughs> Do we need to start a campaign? Three, the Taunton one. How I think. How badly has he been mismanaged? It's just getting beyond a joke now.
4: If you read Jared Kimber's article on Quick Info, and that was after the first test, he read, wrote that he did make some very good points about why Leach shouldn't have played at Brisbane, um, and one of them is the, the amount of left-handers in the Australian batting lineup. Another reason is simply that he was so undercooked that there was just no point in playing him because he's just been out of the Test arena for so long. Um, my opinion is probably that he should have missed out at Brisbane, but he should be playing the current match, where where you know there's this the the pink ball has a reputation of being oh you just need just use your seamers and you'll bowl them out quickly. But actually, there is a lot of hard graft needed with the pink ball, as England have shown a lot of donkey work. And you know Jack Leach maybe could have been someone to hold up an end. Um, but, you know, we, he might not have been able to do that. We saw at Brisbane, he, he he couldn't do that. But badly, maybe, would have suited him a bit better than Brisbane. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, but. the trouble with Brisbane is we were 150 all out and they were 90 for one. We were desperate to get to that second new ball. And it was just their game plan to take him down and not not allow England to, um, you know, to bowl those dry overs for sort of two, two and a half and over and get to the new ball. With a reasonable sort of score on the board for the Aussies, I mean, what do you say? It's not just this tour as well. He's he's been in and out of the, or he's been out. Did he play a home test this summer? No, no. And he he only bowled two hundred and forty one overs in
0: in fourteen innings for Somerset, taking eighteen wickets at thirty one point two on wickets that didn't help him at all. Mm. You know, early season wickets, and then and then the late season wickets didn't and you know, I don't know what some uh, what Somerset are doing with the pitches at, at Taunton, but whatever they were doing last season certainly didn't help Jack Leach, <laughs> and it hasn't helped England uh, either. You know, he was he was he was short of short of match match practice, and it was absolutely predictable that the Australians would go after him, and they did. And and uh, you know, because he's the sort of bowler, his his greatest strength is also his greatest weakness, which is his consistency. You know he's putting it on the spot ball after ball after ball and and which is great Uh, on a pitch that's giving him a little bit of of help with with the batsman on the defensive but you know if you've got batsmen um, who are going to go after him then that consistency means that they can line him up and they did line him up and uh, sadly he's he's paid the Mm -hmm. price but you know knowing jack one of the great things about jack leach is his strength of character and he'll come back from this and and you know he'll he'll be a, a better bowler and a stronger character uh, for it and i agree with dan i think he shouldn't have played at brisbane he should be playing now at uh, at at uh, adelaide but you know if he hadn't have played at brisbane brisbane i dare say a lot of us would have been saying why isn't Jack leach playing at playing at, at brisbane because we love him he's he's a he's a great bowler and he will come again
3: I guess- the Indians went after him, didn't they um, last last year? And so th- those of us who are um, absolutely kind of pro Jack uh, have seen uh, that resilience in action in at test level um, last last year. And 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 he came good after that. No, that doesn't. India's not Australia, and the left-handers are still going to be an issue, as uh, Dan said, aren't they? But um, He's, he's England's number one spinner, isn't he? Uh, we need to we need to back him, and he needs to get overs. Uh, and the, the Somerset pitches bit. I mean, without being close to any of the detail, we had the penalty hanging over us, didn't we, um, last season? So one one false move with a pitch that gave the slightest bit of support to um, the spinners, and um, everyone was going to be, you know. At risk of being up in arms again so that again the game's not helping itself um at, at, at that level of kind of pitch management even before we get to the personal management of um, jack himself yeah it's a mess
2: i think it'd be interesting to see if 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 he can get himself into a situation at any point during the series where our batsmen have put some runs on the board for him and, and he can really you know the pressure would then be on the australians if they did make a mistake um, you know if they came down and particularly those left-handers hitting with a spin so i, I think that, that's what he's got to hope for is he can ju- some some way shape or form he can conjure up a situation where he can get the odds back in his favor um because at the moment the, the odds were just not in his favor for a variety of different reasons but um he just needs something to go his way and, and like you said Anthony, if you know a lot of other people you potentially might doubt the mental strength to come back from it and but you know, Jack. Jack's been through so much that you just mm. you would just back him every time to to, to take the challenge on. And um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to be playing again in the series and, and made an impact. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: he will play again in the series. What really winds me up about the way that they've treated Jack Leach is I think I saw a stat. He hasn't played a test at a away test outside of Asia for two years. I think that m- m- that might be wrong.
4: Overall 2019 in the Ashes was the last time he played a home test.
1: Yeah. So we talk about batsmen learning to cope with different conditions. If you're just playing international cricket, test cricket in Asia where it spins, then you are not going to develop as an international bowler just bowling when it turns. You need to be playing on all sorts of different pitches in all sorts of different conditions in all sorts of different match situations. And one thing where I think Jack isn't quite there yet as an international bowler is he doesn't quite have that nows that variation we saw when, when Pant took him apart um, in India in the winter and then when um, when the Aussies had a little bit of a go at him last week. Just needs that little bit of experience, that little bit of nows, just to be able to get himself through those Those um, situations where the batters are putting them under pressure, and I think when he's not playing every game where Silverwood and Root aren't giving him the confidence of saying, You're our number one guy, we're going to back you, whatever, we're going to play you every single game, like pretty much every other test match team does. They, you know, will play their three seams in a spinner normally come what may. It just reeks of mismanagement, doesn't it? And
4: also. After he got taken apart by Rejad Pant, he said that he would benefit from playing more one-day cricket. And he would have played the entirety of Somerset's role on the one-day cups campaign this year. But instead, he played game one and then obviously got taken
1: by the test team
4: and didn't play a test. So it's just that's Mm -hmm. even more mismanagement. It's just the mind boggles.
1: Yeah. I mean, speaking of management and planning, I saw somebody put out a great tweet today of... It was something like... The 2017 Adelaide Day-Night Test match, combined figures of Anderson, Broad and Wokes, something like 80 overs, 20 maidens, 4 for 240. And then Adelaide Day-Night Test 2021, their figures were within 1% of of their 2017 figures. So England, for all their planning and all this, um, you know, they're puffing their chest and saying, oh, we're planning for the Ashes, we're resting, we're rotating... Doesn't seem like a lot has changed, really, to be honest. But um, <laughs> anyway, should we leave talking about England alone? It's quite depressing, especially as the Aussies are uh, currently pulling our pants down a little bit.
0: I do think, uh, as a more general point, I do think we need to think really hard about the sort of pitches we are preparing in this country. Cause, you know, we've got Jack, we've got Don Bess, um, we've got um, uh, Parkinson, Liam Livingston, who's a part-time a leg spinner you know being you know and there just aren't the spin bowlers out there at the moment um and and pitches have got a lot to do with that and you know and and the ecb have got a lot to do with that as well in discouraging uh, counties from producing spinner friendly uh, pitches because the, the other counties look at what's happened to somerset thinking and saying well we're not going to you know get hammered by the ecb for producing spin friendly pitches and the end result is we've got no spinners and um, which means that you know we find it very very difficult um, in in Southeast Asia, but also in, in Australia. And you know, I, I think the ECB you've got a lot to
2: answer for on this. We had the toss rule, didn't we? For probably a few years period there where that was in, incentivized to help spin, but but it's almost like some set of sort of prove that Mm -hmm. point and they didn't want that point proven so they've taken that away so you know i don't i don't know quite what's going to replace what quite that incentive is now for for spinners whether you like that toss
3: or not it certainly it certainly did help i think bring back uncovered pitches (laughs) when 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 does simon harmer become english oh
1: god (laughs) too soon too soon
0: uh, right, He had to do five years, didn't he? So I, th- I think it's another couple of years. Uh, he'd
3: be too old by then, wouldn't he? No, that'd be the It would be a ridiculous uh, strategy. I, I do very much say it. It'd be the ultimate
1: I mean, insult as I'm well, wouldn't it?
3: Another <laughs> spinner who's, he does seem to flourish, whatever
1: the, um, whatever the pitch.
3: Yeah,
1: it's good. What else is going on at Taunton? Oh, you're getting your scoreboard fixed, Ben. Gimlet Hill scoreboard is being renovated. Um, it is, yeah. Is, are we are we going to see something brand spanking new, or is it just a case of taking out the the panels that don't work and putting in new ones?
2: Um, I think the options are still being discussed as to quite how what we go with. I think the the issue that we've got is that the parts, um, are because no, it because of the parts they don't know they don't make the replacements anymore. Um, so we are. It very much of a risk if, if anything does go horribly wrong of, mm. of not having a scoreboard. Um, so yeah, we're, it's it's very exciting. Hopefully, we get something um, really good. Um, but I think there's there's still a lot of of process to go through before we before we see the trucks coming in with the uh, mm. with the screen. But uh, yeah, should be uh,
1: should be good. Cool. And um, what else is being done? Uh, drainage in front of Colin Atkinson Pavilion is being done next winter. Uh, and then it's just a few seat replacements in the in the Ian Botham stand, in the Somerset stand, and Gordon's looking to improve the uh, accessible seating in front of the temporary Trade Nation stand for for the T Twenty games.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think there's there's a there's a few bits and pieces on on the radar for this winter, and then um, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be hopefully touch Touchwood um, the first full summer of having crowds back since since 2019 so um you know it's going to be hopefully a very packed summer of 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 people enjoying cricket in Taunton which has been so dearly lacking for you know I know we had some great great times in in little bits this this year but uh, yeah it's going to be very very different to have a proper full season again which is but it's going to be something that we're really looking forward to
1: yeah definitely especially on cold well, no, it's not been too cold, actually, in our neck of the woods. It's been quite a mild winter, but, uh, yeah, I think it's forecast to get a little bit colder. So, um, yeah, can't wait till uh, till summer and to get cracking watching some more cricket. Right. Are we ready for a quiz? So you cannot have a Christmas party without a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the questions here. I've got 20 questions. So just write your answers down. If you want to play mm. along at home, please do. So just write your answers now we're going on an, uh honesty box situation so again we have a a fine body of trustworthy men i'm uh, yep. i've uh, got no doubts in your in- integrity um so this being the first annual quiz the rules going forward are the winner has to set the questions for next year <laughs> <laughs> yeah I <hate laughs> so I, 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 sh- I probably should have told you that after <laughs> we had done the quiz because we might get some uh uh, might get some match-fixing going on here. but um, OK, let's start with uh, with question number one, then. It took just one delivery in the second innings for Somerset to wrap up a 10-wicket win against Hampshire at the Aegeus Bowl. Who bowled it? Ooh, who bowled it? Oh, so who bowled, who bowled nice. that one ball to Eddie Byron that he flicked off his pads for like two? Oh. Ooh, that's a very good question. See, I'm making... Ben and Anthony joint favourites here, considering it's their job to go and watch every single game. No pressure, guys. No pressure. Okay. Question number two, and you can have a point for every correct answer you get here. Name all the players who made their first-class debuts for Somerset in 2021. So, All the players who made their first-class debuts for Somerset in 2021.
3: That's in all competitions.
1: No, just for, just, no, count, first, just first. first class county championship.
3: Ah, okay, sorry.
1: Yeah. Okay, okay, question number three. Guess the player from their 2021 county championship batting stats. 11 matches, 16 innings, one not out, 100, 250s, 373
0: runs at 24.86 sorry which which year was that
1: this year so all the yeah all this year just uh this year just gone so 11 matches 16 innings one not out 100 250s 373 runs in total at
4: 24.86 11 matches you said
1: yeah in the championship Question number four, who had more ducks, Steve Davis or Tom Abel? This is in the championship. In the county championship, who had more ducks, Steve Davis or Tom Abel? Question number five, name all the players to make county championship hundreds. So which players made a county championship 100 in 2021 and just to fill up this space i'll recap the first four questions uh who bowled the one ball in somerset's second innings to eddie byram uh for hampshire for them to score two to get their 10 wicket victory uh name all the players who made their first class debuts for somerset in 2021 Whose county championship batting stats are 11 matches, 16 innings, one not out, 100, 250s, 370 runs at 24.86. Who had more ducks in the championship? Steve Davis or Tom Abel? And name all the players to make county championship hundreds in 2021. Which brings us now up to question six. Who took the most outfield catches? So, not wicket keeping. What was the question... And the final one on Championship Cricket. Who bowled the first delivery back at Taunton in front of a crowd and who faced it? A point for each. Who bowled the first delivery back at Taunton in front of a crowd and who faced it? Oh, what's his name? Mm, Should we do these by section? Yeah, let's do it by... uh, What have we got here? yeah let's do them by section so that's just the championship section before we go to the blast then so has everybody got an answer for every question (laughs) loosely loosely okay then right (laughs) so who reckons they got question one i think so come on then let's have a have a stab who ian holland any advance on ian holland i said keith barker because he's the only hampshire bowler i
3: could think of (laughs)
1: And I put I put Bran Wheel but uh, it was Ian Holland. It was, well, well, Okay, the players who made their first class debuts for Somerset this year. I've got um
0: Goldsworthy, yep. Leonard, yep. Aldridge and
1: Conway. Yeah. Delanger. And DeLanger. And
0: Oh DeLanger, of course.
1: Uh, yeah, so five there. Aldridge and old Ned Leonard. Lewis Goldsworthy Marchant DeLange and Devon Conway uh, what about the batter guessing him from his stats then so,
4: so that was a point for each wasn't it a
1: uh, point for each yeah so yeah five points in total for that question and... um, I think that was Bartlett <coughs> yeah me too yeah what about you Ben Bartlett as well
2: I got on
1: it was Bartlett mm. and then who had more ducks Steve Davis or Tom Abel Tom Abel Agreed. Yeah, it was Tom Abel. He had three, yeah. Steve Davis had two. How many players made championship hundreds this year? And who were they? I've well I've got four. Bartlett. Abel.
0: Yeah. Gregory. Yeah. And oh.
2: Lamanby.
1: Miss
2: Hildred? Hildress, Hildress? Hildress got one it's sorry. Yeah. And Hildred, oh, yeah, I I Hildress didn't get it. Sorry,
1: yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah, five. Lewis Gregory, Tom Abel, James Hildreth, Tom Lamanby, and George Bartlett were your five centurions of 2021. Uh, number six, who took the most uh, outfield catches, non-keeper catches?
2: Gregor?
1: Hildreth? It was Hildreth with 14. Uh, uh. And who, were the, uh, who introduced us back to cricket at Taunton on, was it June the 3rd? Who bowled to who?
4: I've gone for Keith Barker to Eddie Byron. It was
1: Keith Barker to Eddie Byron, yeah. Dan.
4: I thought it might be Kyle Abbott. Well done. Well done. Is that a point for
1: each? Uh, yeah, point for each. So, Oh, God, how many is that? And that's, uh, 1, 6, 7, 8, 13, 14. Uh, so 16 points in that first round. Anybody got a full house? I've got 10. 8. Twelve. Fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> ben, Anthony, do you pay attention when you go to work? Or... <laughs> okay. On to the blast then. Uh so question eight. How many games did Somerset win in the blast in two thousand and twenty one? How many so games that's, did... not just, that's across the whole competition, yeah? Across the whole blast in twenty twenty one. Kent. Kent. We can all hear you, Anthony. By the way, if you're doing <laughs> this <them laughs> secretly, <laughs> <laughs> I can see Peter ticking them off. Keep going Anthony. yeah. Uh, tick, tick,
0: tick. Oh, uh,
1: how many games did we win? Uh, which bowler? Uh, question nine. Which bowler had the lowest economy rate? There are min- minimum wickets involved. No, just which bowler had the lowest economy rate? I hope that doesn't uh, affect the stats that I was looking at to get the answer to this question, Ben, but uh, I don't think many people just bowled two hours now. Which spowler had the lowest economy rate? And then question 10, which batter had the highest strike rate? i keep forgetting we're recording a podcast here. i think i'm doing a pub quiz in an actual pub and I'm just sort of, <laughs> <laughs> oh there's a of dead air here i need to say something um so we'll try and work through these question 11 true or false lewis gregory did not hit a six in this year's blast so true or false lewis gregory did not hit a six in this year's blast And then question 12, similar to one we had in the first round. Whose Vitality Blast batting stats are these? 12 matches, 11 innings, one not out, 172 runs at 17.2. So whose Blast stats are these? 12 matches, 11 innings, one not out, 172 runs at 17.2.
3: I've just upped my answer to the number of matches we played in this season, so that was
1: helpful. <laughs> uh, question thirteen: How many wickets did Somerset lose in their successful run chase in the quarter final against Lancashire? How many wickets did Somerset lose in their successful run chase in the quarter final against Lancashire? Oh, we need season up. I need to fidget. So, recap those blast questions for you. Question 8. How many games did Somerset win over the whole blast in 2021? Question 9. Which bowler had the lowest economy rate? And question 10. Which batter had the highest strike rate? Question 11. True or false, Lewis Gregory did not hit a six in this year's blast. Question 12. Whose blast batting stats were? 12 matches, 11 innings, one not out, 172 runs at 172 Question 13, how many wickets did we lose in the run chase in the quarter-final against Lancashire? Hmm. Oh, I think Anthony's frozen. Oh, no, he's back. Ah, he's back now. Um, And then question 14, I kind of rejigged these a bit. I was a bit busy today. I was going to do a whole section on the One Day Cup, but I've only got one question on the Royal London One Day Cup because I'm taking my steer from Lord's. And, and devaluing that competition by only giving it one question and it was who knocked Somerset out of the Royal London One Day Cup this year? Who knocked them out? Yeah. So that's our, our white ball section done.
3: Well, I'm looking forward for the section on the governance and
1: administration of <laughs> as
3: well.
1: Unfortunately, if you'd said I'd have done a whole round on it, I'd have got that little little book that all the members got this year and I'd have done it chapter and verse, but uh, um, yeah, we're sticking to cricket, I'm afraid. So, right, have we all got answers for the white ball section? Do you need any repeated? No. Okay. So how many games did we win across the competition?
2: Ten. I got I ten. But ten. guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Anthony, written ten as well. No, I said nine. Oh, it was ten. Eight in the group before uh, final in the semi. Uh, who had the lowest economy?
3: I went Golders, but I'm not sure. I thought Van der Merver. I thought you'd want to get him in there somewhere, yeah. No. No. Ah, it
1: It was Craig Overton at
0: 7.13.
1: Mm-hmm. And the batter with the highest strike rate... Was Bantz yeah, Tom Banton, Lammerby mm-hmm. was second. Tom was striking at one hundred and seventy-six point zero eight this year. True or false? Then Lewis Gregory did not hit a six in this year's Blast. I got true. I couldn't remember what. Saying true. Yeah, it was true. Mm. And whose uh, whose stats were those? Oh, I
2: don't know. Will Smead?
1: Not Will Smead. I think Goldsworthy. Oh, it was Goldsworthy. Oh,
0: how, do you, how
1: do you get this? Oh, do. Uh, how many wickets did we lose in the run chase against Lancashire? Three.
0: three.
1: Three? Yep, three. Banton, Hildreth, and Smead. And the last one who knocked us out of the Royal London One Day Cup? Warwickshire. It was Warwickshire. Okay. On to the general Somerset knowledge question, then. So, we already got, we already got uh, five, six more questions in this bit. Um, oh, do we have the total scores? Did anybody get a full house in the in the white ball round? No.
4: Yeah. I got six out of seven. So I'm on twenty-one overall.
0: I got four, so I'm on fourteen. I got four.
1: I'm on twelve.
2: Five in five, that one. Seventeen in total.
1: Oh, you need a good you need Dan to slip up then in this uh, last round and bad right Which Somerset player comes fourth on this list? If number one is Marcus Triscothic, number two is Harold Gimlet, and number three is Ian Botham, who's fourth on that list?
4: So number two was Gimblet?
1: Yeah. Mm. Triscothic, Gimblet,
0: Botham and
1: Yeah, so who would come fourth on that list?
0: Um.
1: Question 16. This is one of them, easy one off the mark for you. Which Somerset legend was born on Christmas Day in 1975? (coughs) Question 17. Which player has hit the most career T26s for Somerset? I'm going to give you choices of Marcus Trescothic, James Hildreth, Pete Trigo or Craig Kiesvetter. Which player has hit the most T26s for Somerset? Is it Marcus Trescothic, James Hildreth, Pete Trigo or Craig Kiesvetter? Mm -hmm. Question 18. Who was Tom Abel's predecessor as Somerset captain? Who was Tom Abel's predecessor as Somerset Captain? I'll just go recap these uh these general knowledge ones then. Uh question 15 was which player comes next on this list? One Marcus Chuscothic, two, Harold Gimlet, three, Ian Botham. So who comes fourth? 16. Which Somerset legend was born on Christmas Day in 1975? Question 17, which player has hit the most T26s for Somerset? Marcus Scothic, James Hildworth, Pete Trigo or Craig Kiesvetter? Question (coughs) 18, who was Tom Abel's predecessor as Somerset captain? Question 19, which BBL franchise did Tom Lamanby recently sign for? And question 20, which part of the ground was repurposed as the player's home changing room during COVID restrictions? 19 and 20 which bbl franchise did tom uh, tom lammerby recently sign for and question 20 which part of the ground was repurposed as the player's home changing room during covid restrictions tensions no, I'm building
3: just coming into
1: my own here. tensions building just warming up <laughs> well that's it unfortunately that's it people. we've only got 20 questions so no. uh, okay did anybody get the fiendishly difficult one about which player comes next on that sequence?
4: I guess Hildreth, but I don't think it's right because I'd initially I thought Hildrith, you were going it's for the not
1: points, it's not, both of them being there. It, yeah. No, it's, it's not, not Hildreth. I,
2: I put Hildreth, but not Hildreth. Is it catches? or not catches?
1: Oh. No, 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 no. Oh. So imagine you are sat in the Marcus Druskothic Pavilion. No, oh. We go we go and left round, to round. Gimlets Hill. The next oh, okay. bit of the ground named after a player is the Lord Botham Stand. Um, Colin so Atkinson. Is Colin Atkinson for the Colin Atkinson Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Fiendish. I thought you'd have I thought you'd been all over that being an only collect man Pete. I thought you did. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I they were right up your street. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> okay, well slightly easier one then. Which Somerset legend was born on Christmas Day 1975? Yeah, Marcus Desco- Marcus, Marcus Yeah. Uh, who's hit the most T26s for Somerset? Uh, Trez, Hildy, Triggs or Craig Kieswetter?
0: No, I went for Pete Trigo. I
1: went for Kieswetter. I, I went Hildreth. It was Pete Trigo with 91. Whee! Tom Abel's predecessor as Somerset captain was? Chris Rogers. Chris Rogers, Rogers. Correct. Uh, this one's only about a week old. Which BBL franchise did Tom Lamenby recently sign for? Hobart Hurricanes. It was Hobart Hurricanes. And finally then, which part of the ground was repurposed as the players' home-changing rooms during COVID restrictions? The um,
0: top left-hand side of the Colin Atkinson Pavilion, which the, the committee room, I think, it became, didn't it? Oh,
1: Ooh! Well, I just put Colin Atkinson Pavilion. Not enough. Ooh! <laughs> That's the idea as well. It depends how harsh I'm going to be. The long room. The long room is correct. I suppose yeah. you can have half a point for the Colin Atkinson Pavilion because they did use the the county room as a gym, uh, but it would they did get changed in the long room. How have we done then, guys? Another four. Three, three four.
0: Mm. Three point five
3: <laughs> <laughs> gives me the gives me a total of eighteen.
2: Not very good.
3: Uh, better than me. I ended up with sixteen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Another five there for me. It ends up with twenty-two.
3: Twenty-two,
4: and I got twenty-four point five overall. Oh, well done, Dan. The inaugural,
1: <laughs> the inaugural, always look on the bright side of life. Quiz champion. But I do. So, have got like, to say, I'm, so not, I'm no. not looking forward to the questions that you're going to set next year. I hope <laughs> they could be slightly difficult, no. but uh, I suppose we've got a year to uh, to brush up on on that. Um, I will consider it for a year, yeah, and think about okay. it. Yeah, just 20 questions, don't start doing like five a day and come at us with a with an encyclopedia of stuff from uh, from Cricket Archive or
3: whatever. 24-hour podcast, constant Somerset questions. Oh God, that would be heaven for some
1: people, possibly not me. It brings home one of those sort of life lessons that you really ought to revise mm. before. Yeah, yeah. I kind of did it, some you can revise, some you can guess, but some, some you should know if you've been paying attention, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> one or two distractions through the year, but never mind. Oh, that's true. Um, that I, it, true. It,
3: it's an honour to be part of the uh, part of this illustrious company. Let's put it that way.
1: Are you on another podcast at, at the moment as well, Pete. That you're, you're calling <laughs> illustrious company. oh what else have we got to talk about then? Um, we should talk
3: about the big bash. Given that um, you mentioned Lamb and Bees mm-hmm. at Hobart Hurricanes, um, Tom Abel's at um, at the heat isn't he I'm wearing my Joss Butler Sydney Thunder shirt um yeah I, I I like the big bash it's it kind of suits my lifestyle in the Christmas holidays um to wake up before anyone else wakes up and watch a cricket match and um yeah quite quite looking forward to it really obviously the test series isn't going to be much of a distraction um for very long so who 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 are we supporting I, I sort of feel a sense of um brisbane heat
1: with abel um, and being there and gregory was there last year wasn't he Mm. yeah i think the brisbane heat obviously the the hobart hurricanes uh, land was just recently signed for those so i suppose you can just support whichever one of those two is on the telly and if they play each other well it's a nice lovely one for the neutrals should we talk about what happened
0: to um well, just just uh, Ben might might know this. What happened to Tom Banton at the end of the Abu Dhabi T10s? Because he was he was opening the batting for the um, Deccan Gladiators, who went on to win it. And then he he seemed to drop out from the last few games.
2: Was he injured or anything? Uh, he, he went out to Sri Lanka for the LPL to play for the Colombo Stars. I don't think that. Pro- I think he was merely just not selected for for a couple of games, um, and then he's gone out to Sri Lanka and yeah, not scored too many out there at the moment unless he's played today and I'm not, not caught up on it. But um um yeah I don't think he was, a...
0: he was a bit overshadowed by uh Cola Cadmore, I thought. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, hmm. he scored a few runs here and there but He did say. get some he did get
0: some runs, but I was disappointed he you know he wasn't in the in the final when um Andre Russell and Cola and Cadmore. Yeah
2: they um they appeared. They didn't. I don't don't know if anyone else notice this, but they they seem to not show the semi final finals get on the on the yeah, channel right. that I was watching. I don't know if there was an alternate channel, but I was watching on that sort of free sport mm-hmm. thing. in are pretty dodgy quality, but it was uh, they seem to show all the games up until the till the <laughs> end. Sure, because I think he was part of the winning team, wasn't he, Banton? He was. He was. Yeah. yeah. Any, news
0: been, any news, Ben? Any news, Ben? Of a uh, um, overseas batsman?
2: No, I'd not. to me, I've still been a little bit quiet on, on that front, really. like I think there's always, there's obviously a lot of um, planning going on about how they want to make up. I think the interesting thing is if, if they if they do look and bring in a bowler, is that to rotate with Marchant and maybe play Marchant on fatter pitches and another bowler on slightly seamer-friendly pitches? Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think that there's I think the international schedule is still causing so many headaches because I think a lot of a lot of counties have gone gone early, signed players, and, yeah. and they're probably not going to be available for when they've signed them for. So <laughs> um, I think actually it could be this year it might be he who he who waits the latest might might snag the the best deal, but we we shall see.
0: Devon Conway is he in, is are we trying to get him?
2: I, th- I think again, it's I think they're just trying to look at New Zealand's schedule and. Make a judgment based on you know I I know he absolutely loved it at Taunton you know as you know when we interviewed him and and he has obviously he's got his links with and I think he really enjoyed it coming back you know I know he spent spent some time at Taunton Dean and you know he he, he very much embedded himself back in the Somerset culture so I'd, I'd imagine he would be pretty keen and I imagine we would be pretty keen because he's obviously a pretty gun player so uh, mm. I, th- I think it's just a case of availability really. Um, it's a balance, isn't it? How you go for a, if they're only available for you know, how how long did Conway play? Maybe um three weeks, four weeks. it wasn't that long. Here he was, he was here this year. So it's whether having Devon for three or four weeks, if he is only available, then it's worth it. Or we go a slightly different way. But uh, yeah, it would be great if Devon did come back. He's uh, he you know he's just what we want really, Neil. Let's mm. be
1: honest. We need an opener. Tom Lammerby and A another, or are we going to do what we did this season where we finish off the previous season with Tom Lammerby and Ben Green, try five or six or seven various different combinations, and then end up finishing the season with Tom Lammerby and Ben Green? (laughs) We could
4: sign Ben Brown and have him keep wicket and put Davis up to open.
1: I did see that. He was released by um, Sussex. Mm -hmm. Well, it was a mutual cancelling of his contract. He's got good numbers. Last season,
4: definitely. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about previous seasons, but yeah, he's been a solid performer for quite a while in county cricket. Yeah, I,
2: definitely. I,
4: don't one. Think he'll be, I think he's ending up at another county. I won't say. Mm. <laughs> yeah, not, Gloucestershire or Derbyshire <laughs> sort of might need wicket keepers. There's sort of a couple of things, a couple of teams I've seen mentioned.
1: No, you let's know. do what we did about with B- keyswetter and Butler. We'll assign all the keepers. <laughs> <laughs> True. <Trilly here>. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what else has been going on in the world of cricket? Uh, yeah, the, you're right, the Abu Dhabi T-Tennis. I love it. It's a crazy bonkers tournament that is done and dusted in two weeks. If you can put up with the inane commentary, it's fantastic. But I do love it. Disappointed that Will Smead didn't get um, many games out there, but um, hopefully that will leave him free to come back and concentrate on his, uh, his red ball batting, which is what I think... Good to see he'd... Jamie Overton...
0: Um... Doing well there, mm. hitting the last
1: two balls for six in, in one of the games to to win it. It's sad that he's more of a batting all rounder now rather than a bowling all rounder. No. I mean, he bowled why... quite well too. Mm. He, bowled, he bowled pretty well.
2: Be a big year for him, Jamie. I guess this year at Surrey, wouldn't it? you know, I think he'll be not be he'll be looking to have an injury-free year and mm. really make mm. them up. Surrey have gone out and signed more more bowlers, haven't they, to compete with their, their battery of options so uh yeah it'd
1: be a big gear for mm-hmm. him what else have we got going on then apart from uh the, he, news? the
4: psl um auction was recently wasn't it um gregory and abel um were signed in that and delanger were all signed in that so that's that starts 27th of january i think
0: hmm. um, that was good news because it signifies that lewis gregory is fit and he'll yeah. be able to bowl
1: because was, was
0: quite a big is,
2: mm, is that is that a fact ben yeah, we had these
0: medical bulletins? Uh,
2: I watched him by yesterday at pretty, pretty much full tilt in the nets. So he looks good.
1: Yeah, yeah I saw that come out on the socials, Ben. Looking good. Good news for, for Lewis. Are we getting one of them funky marquees? So we can... Uh, um, I say we, not we. Obviously, they. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, you know, if they are, they are free of an evening, we're sure they, we could pop along. But uh, yeah, are they getting one of those marquees so they can think, practice outside? I
2: think they might be looking to go to Abu Dhabi again. Um, but I, I think again that Covid and mm. all sorts of things are trying to uh, potentially play havoc but yeah I think the initial plans were to, to, to head out overseas again but there's still still lots of lots of pieces of the jigsaw before they can uh, get all that sorted but um, yeah, my was mm. good I did enjoy the marquee year, it was a mm. good year because it was easy access but uh um, we'll see
1: yeah, I did love it um the best, the best winter picture is that one of Marcus going out in his pads in the, in the snow in the covered snow. <laughs> in the snow covered Taunton outfield. Oh, right. Oh, there was something I wanted to talk about, but it's absolutely just slipped out of my mind. I'm going to start making notes one of these days. I've only been doing this nearly two years. I need to do an agenda. Um, it's got to come to me. It's got to come to me. I don't think it is going to come to me. No. Do you want to give a? Do, do, I
3: haven't listened to it yet, Ian. But do you want to give a plug to your um, your quiz
1: appearance on another? Oh, podcast? on the County Cricket podcast, yeah. Oh, we got stitched up with our sets of questions. They were re- <laughs> the ones we got were ridiculous compared to the others. So we managed to guess guess them. Flute like what was the? Who uh, was the twenty twelve or twenty thirteen CPL champions? I fluted the Jamaica Talawas. <laughs> And then the equivalent, the equivalent question to that was, who is Zimbabwe's all-time leading wicket taker? Eighth Street. and they've only ever had one bowler, maybe, <laughs> maybe two. So yeah, yeah, not particularly happy about that. But uh, the sets of questions we got. But uh, I will be going on again and, and defending Somerset's honour um, if selected um you might be wondering where, where steve is tonight uh steve was planning on on coming on but unfortunately uh circumstances have uh, meant that he can't make it tonight but he does uh, pass on his best to uh all the listeners and wish you all a, a merry christmas and a happy new year uh likewise with chris uh chris linter who's uh just busy with uh with end of term stuff at uh at Oxford. but he has got a book out for the christmas market i can't remember what it's called um <laughs> that's a good plug <laughs> so, uh, is it the zooniverse
4: is that, um, it's Bang, isn't it? The history of the Universe or something.
1: It's Bang Zuna. If you put Chris Linter into Amazon as well, you, yeah. you'll probably get that. And if you put Anthony Gibson into yeah. Amazon as well, you'll find a. Last a weekend,
0: cop- last weekend, if you want to get a copy of West Countryman Before Christmas.
1: What are we, AnthonyGibsonBooks.co.uk for that one? That's it. And if, and if
3: anyone's feeling charitable and wants to make a donation to the NSPCC and Childline, mm-hmm. whose volunteers will be here for children throughout Christmas, including Christmas Day. You know where
1: we are. Yeah, yeah. Quite we'll right, pop a man. we'll pop a link on Twitter for that. Um, Dan Ben, I haven't got a book out. Have you got a book out? <laughs> <I'm not>. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be
2: amazing.
1: Yeah, okay. renew their membership. Yep, I've done mine. Have we all done our memberships? Yep. Good stuff. Yeah, I suppose we circling back to where we started, Ben. The fixtures not being out, I guess, are. A bit of a barrier to renewal for the for the casual member, if you like, who will look and see what games they can get to before they they yeah. sign on the dotted line. Has that affected the the membership renewal rates or, or not?
2: Yeah, membership's gone great so far. Actually, in the like, really really strong the first. Um, but it's January always a really big month for membership with the um, just after the Christmas. Um, so yeah, I mean we we hope that it won't have a an impact, but. Um, so far, it's been been a great a great campaign. The membership's gone down really well. Um, we're, we're tracking at a really good level uh, of sales. So the the Cooper Associates Canegrans should be absolutely packed next year with lots of people looking to get back to some live cricket, which is great. So yeah, uh, sh- should see some good, good numbers, I think.
1: And uh, what else is going on today? Rory Bremner, if you fancy, Rory Bremner is ninety quid. I'm not really going to say whether say I th- I'm not going to say whether I, I think.
2: Knew, I knew we couldn't go a whole hour without <laughs> you mentioning the price of. Rory I'm Bremler. not going to say whether it's in <laughs> value for money or not.
1: I'm, I, all I'm saying is, if I'm not, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, if you went to see Rory Bremlin in the theatre, it would probably be about thirty-five quid. And then if you went to have a three-course meal. Anyway, so if you do like <laughs> Rory, if you do like Rory Bremner, third of March at the Cooper Associates County Ground, uh, Put your tickets through through, through the website now. Um, and I think that's it unless we've got any other business guys no except no.
0: to wish everyone a very happy Christmas
1: yep Merry Christmas Night. to everybody and a happy new year I don't think we've got to be getting together before Christmas unless something meteoric happens in the world of Somerset County Cricket Club in the next uh, in the next seven days any chance of that Ben that would be like a joint announcement of the signings of Virat Kohli Steve Smith, Tre's coming out of retirement. Um,
2: I mean, we will yeah. be announcing the final eleven for the Somerset's greatest eleven vote, um, which has been which has been good. There's been lots of uh, lots of people getting involved on that on online. So we've got the seamers coming up on Monday, and then the, the, the big reveal on Christmas Eve. So uh, maybe not quite podcast worthy, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll retweet it and i'm sure the guys will as well but uh good stuff another year is done we'll reconvene i guess probably well sometime towards the end of january or if something else shattering happens we'll catch you we'll catch you as soon as that does but uh for ben dan anthony peter and for chris and steve who can't be with us tonight thank you for listening all 2021 merry christmas happy new year and we will catch you in 2022